You know the show, you're listening to Rayo Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and <laughs> you know what matters to me, football. That's exactly right. We had a great opening week. I, I got to say to you, man, there, there were some very, very good football games played this past weekend, and uh, I, I, I can't say that I was disappointed. I was not disappointed. I, I thought that all the games pretty much lived up to the billing. I uh, didn't know what to expect, you know, new year, new rules, uh, you know, expect some guys to look, some teams look better than others, but but I'm going to tell you what, um, I, I was pretty much impressed with what I saw. Uh, there is, uh, I can't say there was one particular game that I watched uh, of which I was disappointed in. I did not watch the Kansas City and the Jacksonville game, which, uh, you know, come on, any time a team can only put up two points, you know, that's... That's pretty embarrassing, and and obviously that was uh, had to be on the safety. But uh, uh, you also got to look at uh, C- the Seahawks and the Carolina game. It was it was somewhat um, it, it was an interesting game. Uh, it wasn't one of which uh, obviously wasn't a lot of points, but it, it was an interesting game. Uh, I think the Seahawks may be disappointed a little bit because hey man, everybody's expecting them perhaps maybe to challenge the 49ers in the West, but. Uh, but we don't know. But I'll tell you what matters to me is football season is here. And I am just excited about that. And I think you are, too. So uh, let, let's let's just get right into it. Let's 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 jump right into it. Uh, you know, 888-346-9144 is a number in case you'd like to give a give a call and uh, and tell me what you think, what you thought, <laughs> what happened, what didn't happen. Um, you know, and we can talk about that. Certainly, let's start off a little bit about college football. And of course, um, you know, there was a couple games on uh, last week, and uh, uh, college football didn't disappoint us either. You know, I I, I got to say that listen, that's that's where uh, that is the the system of which uh, NFL players come from. They don't want to acknowledge it that it's our farm league, but it happens to be our farm league, and uh, they don't disappoint. Uh, you've you've seen some some very good games out there. I, well, I will say I think USC kind of disappointed. <laughs> it's, uh, and and now all of a sudden they're going to have a new quarterback. Uh, but but there were there were some games that were some some damn good college football games. I I you know for the first time in my life that school up north they did not disappoint me. Uh, Notre Dame, who just uh, for some reason or another I don't know why anybody in their right minds. Uh, would want to uh, college football. One thing about college football, it is amateur football, right? So it's a, it's of the competitive nature. So embrace, if you will, if you happen to have a rival, and you do. Notre Dame, you don't play a team for over a hundred something years and not consider them a rival. Come on, really? I mean, you're not the elitist that you think you are. I'm so glad that that school up north did humble you. To let you know you do have peers that you certainly can be uh, acknowledged as a rival to somebody. If, 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 if that school up north, I didn't finish that word. I would dare not do that. But if that school up north is not your rival, then who is your rival? I understand you're about to go to a new conference, but who is your rival? If, if it's not them, then who? 
Uh, but I'm again, I'm I'm glad that that school up north represented the Big Ten well, and I, that was a hell of a ball game. I was that that was a hell of a ball game, and uh, that school up north got me thinking early in the year already. I mean, I, they're not on our roster until sometime in November, but they they got me thinking already. I think I need to make make a call to the Midwest, the OH to the ten, and let them know that that school up north they man they not playing. They look pretty good, and they let Notre Dame know. Okay, <laughs> you 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 come on. You better recognize that you do have a rival, and you don't have one anymore because I think that's that's going to be a while before you guys play again. But that I, I did want to talk a little bit about that football game because that that team up north kind of got my attention. So shout out to my man Sam Sword because uh, you know he played for that team up north, and they were pretty good when he played, uh, but. Uh, they look pretty good, but again, let me let me talk about. I don't understand why it is. I I think I think the Buckeyes must be. Who can I think? Of? I guess the Buckeyes are the LeBron James of the NBA, but we're of college football because we just can't get no respect. We why do we keep dropping? You know, just because. Okay, so so Braxton got banged up a little bit. We got a backup quarterback. We've shown you we could win with him. And I don't care. I don't tell me who we playing. No, we got a winning team. In case you're talking about we, the Ohio State University. Why do you continue to drop us? You know, a player got banged up. One player does not make the team, but I understand Braxton Miller is a very important component to our team, and I agree with you. But don't keep dropping us in the polls. That, you know, that's going to make it hard for us to get in the championship game. You know we're already going to be there. You might as well just, you know, Put us right in there. Uh, but I'm supposed to be objective with my comments. So uh, it was just good. You know, I, I don't know the status of Braxton at the time. Uh, I would say that there's a situation of concern. Always should be whenever you've got a player that contributes as much to your offense as he does. Uh, major, major, major blow to the offense in terms of the talent that he has in the backup quarterback. But, but the talent of the backup quarterback is such that we can still win. We, we, we can still win. So don't, don't give up on the Ohio State University and please stop dropping us every week. And that's just a, that's a, a lack of respect. I, I believe, uh, I saw one of the players on the sideline for the Ravens, uh, wasn't too happy. Felt as if the the Ravens were the most when it, when it comes to respect the most lack of respect was shown to the Ravens uh, by them having to travel to Denver uh, for the season opener uh, than any other pro football team that ever won the Super Bowl and it was just a conflict in schedule. This is about business and uh, and and a lot of times and I'm sure that Major League Baseball believe me Major League Baseball is not happy. That they can be that in in the prime. It's the height of their seasons. This is when you determine if teams are going to make it into uh, the playoffs or not. You know, and if they ain't in the race for the pennant chase, then then this is if they if they aren't, then they'll fall off right now. If they're in the hunt, they're gonna you know pick it up. And next thing you know, hey, they're right there. And what happens? Pro football starts. And what are people more interested in? Pro football. So are they going to take the time to give up? The rights to have a home game, the Orioles, to let the Ravens play and, and celebrate them as world champions, they're saying no. Now, you would think that there'd be a professional common courtesy 
that the Baltimore Orioles would give to the Baltimore Ravens. No, not happening. So because of that, (laughs) the Baltimore Ravens, but listen, that's okay. You went on the road. You lost to Peyton Manning. Not only, I mean, these are the Baltimore Ravens are the Cleveland Browns I'm talking about right now. So this is very dear, dear to my heart. You know, I'm not going to be like everybody. I'm not going to hate on them. But I will say this. I'm going to go ahead. and Let me just go ahead and get knee deep into this. Because the Baltimore Ravens went to Denver and they played the Broncos. And I can tell you this. Sometimes people want to argue their position as to what is the most important factor of winning in having a winning season. Is it coaching or is it players? Is it coaches or is it players? Now, I'm not sure if I can take this example to just prove to people that it is all about the players and not about the coaches. Because I don't necessarily believe that it's all about the players and not the coaches. Because if players could do it by themselves, then there's a lot of money could be saved if you didn't have coaches. And if coaches could do it all by themselves, there's a lot of money that could be saved for the owners without the players. But we certainly know that you need the players out on the field to coach the football game. But sometimes... You get what's called player coaches. And certainly we always acknowledge on the football field you have a quarterback on the offensive side. And we sometimes will go as far as acknowledging that perhaps maybe the signal caller on the defense, who many times is the linebacker, the middle linebacker, he is the quarterback of the defense. And so sometimes you will, in advance, you will create a biz, uh, you'll create a game plan, business plan, game plan for a game of which you will put it in the hands of the person on the field, the quarterback, offense, defense, middle linebacker or quarterback, to make a decision based upon what you've practiced all week to make calls on the field. And when that person does that and he's comfortable doing that and he's in the flow of doing that, you see things just kind of flow real easy. You know, everybody's communicating with each other. They're not looking to the sidelines. They're looking to each, you know, one another as players, giving signals, letting you know what we're going to do, and then you execute. And I think when you see that, and a lot of times you'll see that in the, you know, four-minute drill, two-minute drill, you'll see that being done. And you will see It's like a work of art that these players actually don't have to get a signal from somebody from the sideline to tell them what to do. They actually are intelligent people who can do according to the call given to them by the middle linebacker or the quarterback and execute a play flawlessly. And you can see it. You can see if it's an offensive play, you can see it developing. One person making a block goes to the next level. Somebody else making a block onto the next level. And, and then all of a sudden there's another gear, which a running back like Reggie Bush might break out into another gear and go to distance. I say that because as I was talking about the Ravens and the Broncos, there obviously were some players that were missing on the Ravens side of the ball, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, who were signal callers, who were who were such a part of that defense that, you know, when you saw them playing against 
Peyton Manning, it was almost as if this was, was this practice where, where we were told on the defensive side of the ball that this is, this is seven on seven and we're not to tackle, we're not to cover, we're not to be concerned about the, this is just, cause that looked like practice for Peyton. I, I, I've never seen a team where there were a few people that were missing, that it was so obvious. I, I got to take, I got to wait, brr, back up. Let me put a pen in there right there. I'm going to back up because that's not true. Because I don't want to jump ahead of myself. But on Monday night, last night, we also saw that same thing happen in the reverse. And that is there was an offensive line that Michael Vick played behind last year that I thought without a doubt that the University of Alabama's offensive line was better than the offensive line that Michael Vick played behind last year. And everybody was ready to give up on Michael Vick because, you know, they felt as if, oh, my God, what do we got here? You know, uh, he was getting hurt all the time. He was running all the time. He was running for his life. He was getting hit all the time because nobody could block. They weren't blocking, but they had two, I know for sure, but I think three offensive starters that were out. So, therefore, they were playing with backup players and backup players in my mind. See, I've started off as a backup player and I've got my opportunity and, and I'm not, that's not an excuse because you're a backup player. You're a professional football player. You're supposed to be the best of the best in the world. So when you get your opportunity, you're supposed to shine like this is my position. I was meant to be here. And I just didn't get that from the offensive line last year from the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm certainly not getting this from the Baltimore Ravens new defensive starters out on the football field. I understand Ray Ray was what he was. I understand Ed Reed is what he was. I, I understand that. But you can't have a team that come into the Denver Broncos stadium knowing that they felt as if they should have been in the playoffs and deep into the playoffs, into the championship game and playing in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl last year. And, the best thing for them is to pick up from where they were last year, and that is, okay, if these were the Super Bowl champs from our division last year and we get a chance to play them, let's go ahead and knock them out from the beginning. You knew what the Ravens were going to be, well, I mean what the Broncos were going to be ready for when you came into their stadium. They wanted to spoil your, even though it wasn't a ring celebration there, they, they wanted to spoil your season opener. You should have been prepared for that. You plan to get, he's already, his name, I think they started a bust for Peyton already. You know Peyton Manning's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know the kind of quarterback you were going to be up against. You should have been prepared. And, I, and I'm going to say Harbaugh, you know, I, I, I got to put some of that on him as well. And, I, and, I, and then I got to go upstairs. That's my friend up there, Ozzie Newsom. And I know sometimes you got to make a decision of what's best for the team. And one game is one game. So let's stop and think, okay, was that one game really an indication of what we can expect from the Ravens going forward? Mm. Seven touchdown passes? That I do not believe. After all, it's only happened. A couple, it hasn't happened since, well, you know, what was it, Joe Cap? So I don't think that's going to happen again. But to be manhandled the way they were, is that going to happen again? That's likely that could happen again. Do we expect to see that happen again? I, I think Harbaugh is going to go. I mean, uh, this week is, is, is a celebration of a championship. 
So therefore, perhaps again, sometimes people get caught up in that. There are very few teams. A couple teams have won a couple back to backs, but it's hard to win back to back anything. Anything. It's it's just because it's, it takes you so deep into the season, you know. And and then there are, there are things, festivities that go beyond that linger on, and so you stay in a celebratory mood, and you never get refocused really. Until you get back. But there's other people who, from the time they lost their last game, boom, they're starting on this season. And you, you, so you're a little bit behind. So I'm not making an excuse for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm just saying that they could still be hung over a little bit. And so it may take them a little bit of time. It may, it may take them, you know, like the team up the road for them last night, you know, the Redskins. It took them a little time. And I'm, I'm gonna get to that. But I, I just want to say I, I think that the Baltimore Ravens on this one, I'm going to give them a pass. But also what I want them to know is I am glad I am so glad that the Baltimore Ravens, of which I didn't think they were going to go in there and beat Denver. I knew Peyton was just Peyton was Peyton's been ready for this game. But I I was so glad of the performance last you know Sunday. I, I was I was happy for that performance because you know why. Because you need to acknowledge greatness. Ed Reed was great for your football team. He's one of the greatest safeties ever played again. Hall of Fame already a bust for Ed is waiting. Ray Ray, come on, Ray, great bust, been waiting for Ray Ray in my Hall of Fame city. Those two, acknowledge the fact that they're great. Acknowledge the fact everybody, every pundit, every writer, every beat writer, every reporter, every analyst, you know, every commentator should have said, you don't replace two Hall of Famers in one season. You don't do that. Because they, they, when they left the game, they, when they left their last game, they left it on the line. And, and, and it wasn't so much, and this is what you have to understand about great players. Great players don't always have to have great games, but they inspire people to have great games around them. Because because football is such a sport of which in every sport that's a team sport, you can do the best you possibly can to try to. You ain't gonna stop him, but you're gonna agree that okay, what we're gonna do is we're we're going to. He's gonna get hit, but nobody else can get theirs. So we you know we could we could take Ray out of the game maybe. And we could and we could take Ed out of the game, maybe. But the rest of these guys, you got to be able to do whatever you need to do. So if we got to double team these two guys, now think about it. If you double team Ray, okay, you got eleven people. You double team Ray, so now now you got nine people, and you put two on Ed. You got some. Oh, come on, you can't do that. First of all, you can't send two people. But what you can do, you can always send somebody after Ed. You can always send a receiver, a tight end downfield, cut him, cut him every time. Everybody, just go cut him. If it's a running play, make sure that somebody's there. If it's a passing play, run somebody at him all the time. Run somebody at him all the time. So could, could to get his mind focused on the fact that they're coming at me one way or another, if nothing else is to deceive me and to take my mind off of where it should be, and that is that it should, it should be free to, to roam this entire field and to understand through a progression of what my keys are to get to where the ball is. But if you constantly send somebody at me either to block me or constantly send somebody through my zone or at me man to man, that may get me a little bit distracted. Ray, if you constantly send two people at him every time, somebody, you know, on the line, boom, going to the next level, on the line, boom, going to the next level, on the line, boom, going to the next level, going right at him, going right at him, you know, constantly sending somebody at him all the time. 
you can try to, to the best of your ability, contain them and their performance that it's not one of the greatest performances you've ever seen because you've got so much time to work on that. But you got to understand those two players make other players around them great. Once you take those two players and who are great players themselves and can make great plays and you take those two great players out of the game, then your defense has a lot to make up. That's a, that's, that's so much to make up. And one thing that I didn't see, I didn't see the Ravens. I, I, I'll give the Philadelphia Eagles a lot of credit. The Philadelphia Eagles last night were flying to the ball. Flying to the ball. I think the defensive side of the ball needs to do a little bit better in their conditioning than the offensive side of the ball. Because the offense is the team, is the side of the ball for, you know, the Eagles, of which are going to be on the field consistently running plays all the time, which means your defense is going to be on the sideline. But what you need to do probably is to keep your defense out there practicing against your offense so that your defense almost feels as if they're running as many plays as your offense is. And so they'll be in a better shape than the teams that they're playing. Because if you've got your defense, if the Philadelphia Eagles aren't doing enough to keep their defensive players in shape, then they're going to look tired like they did in the fourth quarter. But let me get back to Ray because, see, see, that's what Ray and the Ravens was not doing. Ray wasn't there, but Ray always had that team, and Ed Reed always had that Ravens team flying to the football. See, when you got a defensive team, you don't always have to hit hard. But what you have to do is you have to hit often. You've got to have so many people around the ball so many times that there's a chance that there or there or there is no chance that that runner is going to get a chance to break all those tackles and go for a long distance. And you got to run to the ball under control. You know, you got Shady McCoy out there with Philadelphia Eagles. You got some people who could plant and go on a dime. Not that many in the National Football League, but you got to understand what your personnel is that you're playing against. And the Ravens, what they should have been prepared against is the Ravens is going to beat you you know, come on, they, they, McGahee was gone for last year. Okay, so he wasn't there. So that's their running. So did they, is that running? Do they really have that strong running attack? The Ravens are going to be anybody that, I'm sorry, the Broncos are going to be anybody that they play with their passing. Peyton Manning is their answer. Peyton Manning is the answer to everything the Broncos do. So when you play the Broncos, if I'm the coordinator, what am I expecting to do? What's my game plan? My game plan is to stop Peyton Manning. They're not going to run the ball. They're, they're, no, you, you you got a great quarterback. The New England Patriots. Come on. Buffalo, the game was there. But if, if you are going to beat the Buffalo Bills, I mean, if you're going to beat the New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, you got to, come on, Tom Brady is what you got to beat, who you got to beat. So when I when I think about the Ravens against the Broncos, you, you should have known. You, you, you disappoint me. You disappoint me, but at the same time, I'm happy because now it acknowledges how great those two players were. It makes you go back and and it makes you realize that we're not as good as we were without them. We have to play much harder. We need to review some film and see what did they do? How did we play when they were on this team? We're not the same players, but guess what? We can play like them. We can emulate them. We can bring the same energy. Listen, what Ray did when he came out the tunnel, that wasn't just that. Same energy he used every play. So you can't just come out the tunnel like you pumped up and don't play football like you pumped up. You got to play with emotion. 
You got to run to the ball all the time. And I just had, those are Super Bowl champions. They disappointed me, but I really think that game right there, that game right there might help them win the division. Everybody else in the division lost. You know, Cincinnati Bengals, we thought Cincinnati Bengals would come out. The Cleveland Browns, I'm tired of making excuses for the Browns. I can't make any more excuses. Pittsburgh Steelers, again, I think the Steelers went through some things. They lost some players, too. And so, you know, things may be changing in Pittsburgh. Troy, again, made one of those miraculous plays. We all, Come on, Palomar. All we can just say is that that's Troy. What do you expect? You don't expect anything but the greatest plays you've ever seen. Another Hall of Famer. He got a bust going on. That's going to be a big one because if it's going to have all that hair, I don't know, you know, what they're going to do about that. But, but so I just want to spend some time to tell you about the Ravens and to let you know that they definitely, you know, I was happy they did what they did uh, because they certainly needed to um, show a little respect to Ray and, and Ed. And, and if they didn't, then um, I, I think you're going to see what you uh, what you saw, and that is they they, they were going to uh, look bad. They 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 look bad. They 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 look bad. What can I say? They look bad. But they're going to be better, and they could win that division. They 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 certainly could win that division, and so uh, I'm not that upset with them. I'm not that upset with them because I know they're going to correct it. Because that's the Cleveland Browns deep down the side, so I still got to gotta root for them. You know, it's one of those things where I don't really let people know that, nah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to acknowledge it because the real Cleveland Browns won't get it done for me. They told me I was going to be able to take a break in about half past the hour. I think it's about half past the hour. If it is, then you hear some music. If you hear some music, you know I'm going to take a break. If you don't hear any music, I'm not going to take a break. But I think I hear some music, so I might take a break. I got that music. I'm going to take that break. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. 
The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're the Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, so let me just, uh, you know, go back and, and again, uh, you know, those those Ravens. And another thing about the Ravens I forgot to mention, and I should have mentioned this also, is on the offensive side of the ball. Listen, Anquan Bowden, <laughs> please show the man some respect. First of all, Anquan Bowden has been in the last, you know, four years maybe, I think it is, he's been to three different teams. He was here in Arizona, which was where he was here for a long time, obviously. Then he goes to Baltimore Ravens, and now he's with the San Francisco 49ers. And I have not once seen a drop in his performance. Why is a man like that on three different teams in like four years? What is that about? Now, Ravens, you know, for me, I just don't understand that that productivity. You, You need that. I understand, you know, one of the receivers got, you know, rolled up on and that those things happen. But 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 what you got to do is sometimes is you got to you, you did this with Ray Lewis. You let Ray play it out. Sometimes you got a professional athlete that's good enough and valuable enough to your team. You got to let him play it out. Kobe Bryant, the Lakers got to let him play it out. You don't let Kobe go someplace else, and I know you think it's his last couple of years, and perhaps maybe, you know, the tank may be, is it half empty or half full, you know? You got to let him play it out. Anquan Bowden should have stayed in, in Baltimore and basically retired there. He should not be in San Francisco now having games like he's had when he was a rookie, playing some of his best football now. You know, it, it, this 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 football game is a different football game that you're playing now. Receivers have a great advantage. First of all, you, you can only chuck them at the line. You can't hit them once they're downfield. You know, they're getting bigger, stronger, fat. You can't hit them. So now you got guys that, you know, yards after contact, they're going to be running much faster because you, you're grabbing them. You're not hitting them. You're not tackling them. And then they have the nerve to be bragging about, the National Football League is bragging about how many passing yards there were, you know, this past week, how many touchdown passes and everything was thrown. Really? I saw one touchdown pass the entire weekend that I that was embarrassing for a defensive back, and that, that was against the Eagles and RG3 throws. Well, I think it's Patrick Chung. And, and for the life of me, listen, I okay, I played the position. I can talk about it. You, you just don't embarrass yourself like that if you're a good talented football player just a certain thing you you just don't see a good talented coordinated athlete make himself look like he's a high school player on monday night football that just that just doesn't happen that young man should not be in a uniform for the philadelphia eagles you don't look like a high school player you don't make high school mistakes in pro football 
uh, who who stops in the end zone and try to jump up and 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 you have no vertical at all, nowhere near catching that ball. And you you know, Chucky did him a favor on you know on Monday Night Football and said you know that guy's got to have better ball skills than that. You know that come on. That's Gruden, you know, but that's that's Chucky, you know. He's trying to, but he's like, "Oh, come on, man! That guy's got to have better ball skills than that. You can't misjudge a ball like that. The game's on the line. Touchdown puts them in a position where now only thing they got to do is onside kick. Of course, you know I'm talking about the Eagles and the Redskins. So let me just get all into that. First of all. Shout out to Mike Vick. I already said a little bit about, you know, the Eagles earlier in the show. And, and, and you got to admit, there were a lot of people who wanted to see this game for a lot of different reasons. There's still a lot of Michael Vick haters out there. There are a lot of people in the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Can Mike get some love? You got to understand, everybody's trying to find what you have at quarterback. That's what the National Football League is trying to find. What you have is what they're trying to find. Michael Vick, if you were to take all the characteristics of what they thought a quarterback should be able to do and his level of intelligence and all that and his knowledge of the game and his understanding of situations and, and, and the chemistry of him getting in that huddle to mix with his players and the level of talent and the measurables, Mike Vick is what you would come up with. Now, he may be, his height may be one thing. I think Mike might be six foot. But other than that, I mean, really, look at the spirals that Mike throws. The velocity that's on the passes that he's throwing. His ability to move on the run and to see people in the open. His ability to deliver. His ability to extend the play. Mike has one, if you will. One thing that I might add that's to his disadvantage is his durability. And it could be because he's played the game the way he's played it for so long. The totality of all the hits that he's taken. That's why it's, it's hard for me. Pro football is, is not like college football. And the quarterback, unlike in college football, where you may have, let's say you got 11 games. Of those 11 games, maybe... Three or four. I say four at the most. Four games are you going to play with some defensive linemen that are almost like tight ends, got tight end speed. Defensive linemen got tight end speed. And linebackers are going to have secondary speed. Four games out of your 11. In the National Football League, that's every week. Every week. You're playing against, you playing against a defensive lineman that could probably outrun some running backs. You're playing against some linebackers that's certainly outrunning some tight ends and, and maybe a, a wide receiver. That's just the truth. You're going to find that on, on every team that you play. It's going to be the exception to the rule. And so, therefore, you, and, and, and you're not going to be able to put your quarterback or you shouldn't be willing to put your quarterback in harm's way that many times. Because that, you know, it only takes one hit and he's done. And most of these quarterbacks now are, you know, somewhere on the $50 million upside of the price tag to replace. That's what it costs to get him. Probably going to cost that much to replace him. But I tell you what, you know, Michael Vick and the Philadelphia Eagles, 
I would say this, and I said it earlier, the Eagles, I, and I, I hope that Kelly and, and rest of the people there in Philadelphia realize that there was one thing that was quite obvious to us, is that our defense did not have the same stamina as our offense did. They both came out fast and furious, no doubt about it. They came off, off the ball, attacking, a hat on a hat, moving people up the ball, making great blocks. Shady McCoy, come on, come on. That is Barry Sanders all over again. That, that's all that, that's Barry Sanders. That's no disrespect. You can't say Barry Sanders too many times. Think of the last time you saw a running back that you thought Barry Sanders when you saw that running back. I don't think, I, since Barry, since I saw Barry Sanders, I, you know, Michael Westbrook, well, uh, uh, Westbrook for the Eagles, you know, he had a cup every now and then. But Shady McCoy, woo. Ooh. So I'm just going to say this. The Philadelphia Eagles, if they are able to get that defense, because what happens on defense many times when you start wearing down that conditioning, it's, it's again, it's, it's upstairs. You know, 90% of the game is played in your head, including your conditioning. You, you, what you've got to do, you've got to push your body to a place where you think it can't go. It will. You're in shape. You can do that. But if you start thinking fatigued, you start thinking fatigued, you start playing fatigued. So if you're thinking as if you're tired, you play as if you're tired and you make mental mistakes. And a mental mistake is actually tackling is a mental mistake. Putting your hand out for the ball is a a mental mistake if you don't do it. See, doing things that you know that are fundamentally correct. And you don't do them when you're tired. Your fatigue is set in to now you're making mental mistakes. And the way you tackle now becomes, again, a mental mistake. Because you know the right way to do it. You don't do it the right way. So then you miss the tackle and it costs you some play. You know where you're supposed to be at on the football field, what your assignment is. And when you don't get there from a fraction of a second, you're late. It's a mental mistake. It costs you the game. (laughs) Go right back to again. Patrick Chung, I guess, he, you know, the mental mistake, you're supposed to be deep. Now you're not. Now you try to jump. You're tired. You can't jump. What happens? So I'm going to say this. A Philadelphia Eagles, ooh, they look good. Now, let me, let me say a little bit about RG3. There's a lot of people out there very, very disappointed about RG3 and his performance. He was rusty. Where the hell have you been? What, what have you been doing? Did you forget? Did you forget that this young man just had a very serious knee operation? Did you forget that this young man has not been in the lineup with some live bullets, not practice, live bullets? Everybody coming at him got one mission: get the quarterback. One, just him. Get to him. Just take off, sprint, go get him. That that is something that I, you know, when I. Talk to a few people after the game and this morning, and, and you hear people say, oh, he was rusting. He didn't play preseason. Everybody else has been practicing offseason. They've had mini camps, rookie camps, another mini camp, you know, volunteer camps, mandatory camps, <laughs> you name it, two-a-days, preseason RG3, he's been participating, but not to that degree. It was all the way live last night. All the way live. (laughs) 
excuse me there. And I got to say to you, if that man played that game the way he played yesterday for one half, it only took him one half to get the rust off of him. And he played the way he did the second half of the of the game. Man, I, I, if I were you, I'd be a little bit nervous. If I were the Giants, if I if I were the Eagles, I'd, I'd be a little bit. If I were the Cowboys, I'd be a little bit nervous. I mean, that's that's the RG three that we know and what we know he can do, and that's what he did last night. And he hasn't played since that game when he was hurt in the playoff game. And then he comes out and performs like that and not any preseason? Are you serious? And you're worried and concerned about him? I'm not. I, you know, you know, everybody's asking, can he have a, can he can pick up where he left off? He did the second half. He picked up where he left off at in the second half. Only thing I'm worried about, I, I, I really, I, it's just honest. I don't think his knee's going to hold up. It's just, it's just too hard. It's, it's way too hard for his knee to hold up under the kind of – he's going to be put on a lot of pressure. Everybody's going to blitz him. You saw the Eagles. I mean, football is one of those games whereas it's a game where, where they see blood, they attack. It's like, you know, it's, it's a shark in the water. And, and somebody's bleeding. Boom, every attack. You go after – the prey. You prey on the prey. That big, too bad. They shouldn't have put you in there. That's what they say. You know, it's just like if somebody comes, if somebody gets hurt and come out the game in the secondary, then the quarterback's supposed to go after the guy who just came in because he obviously is, is not as good as the first guy. He's the backup. And guess what? He's not ready. He ain't warmed up. We got to go after him. Attack. He's a victim, so what? Let him, be, let him be victimized. Shame on them for putting him in the game. That's the same way they feel about a player. If he's hurt, shoot, man, you know, let's let's go ahead and get him out the game. They don't want to take him out. We put him out. They don't want to take him out. We will put him out the game. But I'm going to tell you, RG3, he didn't. I was not. I was a little nervous the second half. He looked good. He looked good. Now, let's talk a little bit about, okay, taking out and putting out. Take him out of the game. You won't, you won't take him out of the game. We'll put him out of the game. I think that sounds like a little bit of who? Do I hear Matthew? Matthews? Clay Matthews? Now, I know, listen, okay, I know Pop, so, so I'm just going to give it to you like it is. Yes, Clay Matthews plays the football game hard. His dad played football hard. Same way. Clay probably would have did the same thing. <clears throat> Clay Sr. would have played the same way. But when Clay Matthews went after Kaepernick, when he went to Cap on the side and, and dove and lunged at him, you know, listen, I, I don't care what the rules. I, no, I, okay, I do care what the rules say. And so with the rules in mind, you know, what is the intent? And if the intent is to inflict pain and to inflict pain and you right up against the law of what's right and what's wrong and what's right and what's wrong is the sideline. And you're going to take that chance. Well, then you're willing to take that chance and to also accept the consequences. 
And in my mind, you took a chance. The consequences should have been, particularly after the shot you took, and then the two right hands that you landed into my man on the sidelines as well. I think you should have been thrown out, Clay. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be honest because first of all, you already you know you already started talking early in the week, and that's okay. Listen, you 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 talk and you back your talk up. That's okay. There's some people who have a lot of things to say, and and they don't do nothing at all. But I like the way you play ball, Clay Matthews. But I'm just saying that time Sunday, I think you went a little bit too far. And and I think, yes, the intimidation, and, and I know Cap ain't going to talk you out of playing the game the way you play the game. And, and, and Cap said if, if intimidation is your game, you need to get a new game. You know, if that's the way you play it, you need a new plan. No, you don't need a new plan. You know, that's the way football is played. Intimidation is a part of the game. Stick your hand out, I'm going to knock it off. You're on the white line, I'm gonna, in between the white lines, I'm going to hit you. And you can say what you want to say. You could try to talk me out of my game, but that's just the way I'm going to play my game. I'm going to play it the way I play it. I'm going to play it at the speed I play it. I'm going to hit who I can, when I can. And every now and then there may be some consequences. I'm going to accept the consequences. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if you look within the rule, yes, he did go high. He lunged at my man. He didn't lunge at his knees. He didn't lunge at his waist. He lunged at his neck. He went for the clothesline. He went for the whole, you know, Superman thing. And then he was out of bounds. You know, he knew I was out of bounds. And then he got out with a couple punches. You know, one thing I will give Cap this, you know, Kaepernick, the young man is shows a lot of class. Even in his response, he, he, his, as far as he's concerned, listen, you can't punk me. That's what he really was saying. You, listen, I, I'm not no punk. You can't punk me, so you got to get a new game. That's not going to work with me. And I just I, I love the way Cap played the ball. I like I like the way he played ball. Uh, you know, he can throw, he can run, he's smooth with his hands off, he's comfortable in the pocket. You uh, know, and he he's a quarterback. That's what the man is. He's a quarterback. And and I say he's a quarterback uh because of the fact that, you know, for a while there I think there was some concern about again, some people thought he was a scrambling quarterback. You know, but a quarterback like Cap, like Michael Vick, a quarterback is supposed to be, most of the times when we're kids, is the best athlete on that side of the ball. So he can run. I don't like when I see quarterbacks, I'm sorry, the National Football League, when you have to run in order to extend the play or to save your life and you can't, I don't like that. That You should not be the quarterback. You should be able to, the last thing they should be able to do is to tackle you so easily in the pocket. They're supposed to be worried about the fact that if they drop too deep and they cover too far down the field that once you get past that offensive line, you're going to run for 10, 15, 20, 30 yards. These teams who have no fear of quarterbacks running, you know, I remember, you know, they, they, when they first came out with a spy for the quarterback, I think mm, they, they didn't do it for Ren, uh, for uh, for Fran Tarkenton. They should have. But uh, Randall Cunningham was one of those quarterbacks when they first started. OK, we think we need to put somebody on him just to watch him just in case he runs. Randall, quarter, Randall Cunningham, shout out to Randall. Randall was just a few years ahead of his generation. Just a few. 
Randall Cunningham is the modern-day NFL quarterback. Kaepernick, Randall Cunningham, right now. That, 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 that's what you see. I don't know if Cap can punt like Randall, because you know Randall led the nation in punting when he was at uh, University of, uh, he was at UNLV. He led the nation in punting. But I don't know if Cap can do all that. But let me let me let me also say this, because I, I, I just want to recap last week's game. Let me let me talk a little bit about Captain Tom Brady. When you just like I told you earlier, when you are playing the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning, you got to beat Peyton. You got to your game plan has to stop Peyton Manning. That's how you win. Nobody else on that team, because he's he, first of all, he, it's not that he is. Yeah, he is. He's the offense. That's it. Tom Brady. The New England Patriots are never going to have a running game that's going to beat you. That's not who they are. I don't care what they say. The running game with New England is support. Yeah, no. It complements the passing game. No. It doesn't complement the passing game. New England Patriots. If they are behind or if they are ahead, if they are ahead, they got ahead from passing Tom Brady. If they're behind and they catch up, they're going to catch up with the passing of Tom Brady. If you are going to beat the New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, and you're going to have to, if you want to make it out of the AFC and go to the Super Bowl one day, like you've done in the past, you've got, you've got to beat the New England Patriots. If you're going to beat the New England Patriots, you've got to beat Tom Brady. And it's not Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. You've got to beat them. They're a team. That, that, that tandem right there of Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels has been very, very successful over these years. You know they got a couple Super Bowl rings. You've got to beat Tom Brady. You, you've got to know that regardless of what happens, they're going to pass. So we've got to get a pass rush. Tom Brady's not the most mobile quarterback in the National Football League. You've got to get a pass rush on him. He's not going to break the pocket. That Tom Brady's always going to step up in the pocket. So if you flush him out of the pocket, if he's going to step up, bring your rush from the middle. Don't bring your rush off the corners. Bring your rush up the middle of the pocket. Make him uncomfortable. Make him have to step to his left or roll out to his left or roll out to his right. Don't let him step up in the pocket and buy time. That's what Tom, Tom is a pocket quarterback. He steps up in that pocket. When Tom is on the run, Tom's not that accurate on the run. Tom is not like Kaepernick on the run. Tom is not like Mike Vick on the run. No, you can say that Tom is better than them in the pocket. You can't say Tom is better than them on the run. Can't can't say that. So I say, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat the Patriots, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because this is a time that I, I, this is the time that I think Tom Brady and the Patriots are vulnerable. They they, they just they they just happen to be in a, at a state of which the team is vulnerable, and 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 the AFC the AFC period. Everybody knows that the talent is over in the NFC. We know that. I think we've known that for some time. Now, coming into the season, we've known, you know, it's either going to be the 49ers with Seattle, you know, um, 
I, I don't know. You know, the Giants, the Giants, uh, the Cowboys finally lost to the, to the Giants. The Cowboys finally lost. I'm sorry. The Giants finally lost to the Cowboys in Cowboy Stadium. I mean, that was like a home game for the Giants. They go to Cowboy Stadium. They could oh, win, 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 win. Well, Eli goes on there and breaks records. I think it's like the fourth time, four times that he's going to Cowboy Stadium and he's won. He didn't do it this time, but he's, he's done it four, four times in a row. No, that new stadium, Jerry's house, Jerry's like, man, Jerry thought it was Eli's house. He really did. I think he had to ask Eli, hey, man, you think, uh, is it okay if, if I take residence for a little bit while you're on the road? Because that was Eli's house. Now, I'm talking a little bit about the Cowboys and the Giants. I just thought I'd kind of slip that one in there on you real fast. Because America's team, it's, it's America's team. That's what, that, that's what they say, it's America's team. But I don't know, man. The Cowboys, Cowboys kind of remind me a little bit of San Diego Chargers. <laughs> How many of you watched that game? Yeah, the San Diego Chargers. Really? The thing about it is the game is played for 60 minutes. 60 minutes. I, you know, it doesn't make a difference. You know, it's like the rabbit and the turtle and all that old stuff, man. Whoever gets out of the game first, that don't mean it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the quarter. You know, I, you know they, they, they run a 40, a 400. When you run a 400, I don't care who gets out. Okay, let him get out. Somebody can walk him down. Football games sometimes look like track meets when, you, when, when you're watching them run a 400. So you see somebody, it's like, Ooh-wee. somebody getting run down. And I think Tom Brady did it. You saw Tom Brady doing a wow. Tom Brady did it last night. The Texans did it. Just walked them down. The Chargers. Now the Chargers. I told y'all the Chargers. They, their uniforms too pretty, man. They can't win nothing like that. You need to get some change your uniform. Get some ugly uniforms. Look like a football team, not a beauty pageant. You can't win no football game looking like you you want to be the pretty boys in town. Get some black and blue stuff going on, man. That ain't that you, you just look too pretty. Yeah, that, the uniforms ain't right. Y'all got to do something about that. You got the prettiest uniforms and oh, you got you got them fly colors, man. Come on. You need to get some get some get some black, get some blue, get some dark. Get some ugly, you know? You can't win no football. Anybody scared of you? You show up. You don't even. You look pretty in your uniforms. You, you know. You, hey, man, it's, it's good. I like to look good in my uniform. You know, it's good to look pretty in your uniform. But you, you got somebody got to look mean and ugly in the uniform. What's going on? A whole lot of pretty boys like y'all. You know, y'all want to go be models in your uniforms and stuff. You finna play some football? Look, can somebody look like a football player? San Diego Chargers, I don't know what's up with y'all, man. Y'all can't, man, nobody fears the San Diego Chargers. I ain't never heard anybody say, man, we're going to play San Diego, man. I'm saying, man, you know San Diego, they be hitting. I never heard that. Never. Never have I heard that at all. I think I, I, I probably got about 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Nah, maybe less than that. But I tell you what, I've been enjoying the show. Uh, you got to come back and, and listen to me next week, too. Uh, but I just wanted to do that recap. That's all I really wanted to do. There's a couple of things I had on my mind. I wanted to get them out. I wanted you to enjoy them with me. But I really appreciate it. Listen, you got to come back next week. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. You know where I'm at. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I believe if I got that music, then I'm going to let you know that I'm going to see you next time.
which will be the best time. And that music should be going and going and going. And Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. We hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit www.rayellissports.com. And be sure to join us next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.